ever going on journey to an ever playing on instrument, we are learning so much about Ableton, so much about samples and the world. But today we're going to learn one very specific thing, and it's how to organize all of your little sounds. What do we even use something to play our sounds with? Do we just play them in the ether and let them go away and never see them ever again? Or should we put them inside of a device so that we can recall them once more? So now we're going to make use of yet another very important physical tool with a digital component in the Tune Shed. Oh, the mystery. Welcome to the Tune Shed, the workshop for everything music from history, theory, creative process, production, you name it. We're here to become better music listeners, better creators, and better music lovers. I'm your host, Blake Murray, and I'm here with my dear childhood friend and professional musician, Marty Gray. What's up, Marty? Hello, Blake. How are you? Doing good, man. I'm excited for this one. I love I love little tips and tricks that are, even if they're a little bit organizational or something like that, um, they just make it more satisfying to create because then you have less friction and and more flow, as they say. Totally agreed. I don't know if that's the angle, but that's what I'm sensing. <laughs> yeah. It, it. Yes. I think you're on the right track. Basically, um, I had a, a friend text me this week and he's like, yo, how do you produce? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Did you send him the link to the podcast? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just listen to all of this. Just 107 episodes or something. <laughs> oh, man. No, I was, I was sort of like, what do you mean? <laughs> It's like, how do you produce, man? I always see people on TikTok and they're always like pressing buttons. What? Do you, how do you do it? Do you have a button presser? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, well, technically I do have one, but I rarely use it. And it sort of got me thinking like, oh, people don't, yeah, people don't realize that like producing is mainly just clicking around sounds, but it's not, it's not like, playing and recording over and over again yeah you know and so it kind of it's a it's a great intersection to where we are right now in our instrument because we have all sorts of one shots and they're just there you know yeah. we can play them but we can play them in order but we don't have any way of organizing them or visualizing them or, or anything really yeah and that's a key part you know just like how it, when you're producing i guess you have tons of operations you can do but it's more about your ideas. And so having clear ideas will probably get you a lot farther than just knowing what every single operation in your DAW does, because uh, you know, that's like, that's the creative process right there. And so the visualization and the organization, like in this instrument we're building, which by the way, if you don't know about it, check out the last couple episodes, we've taken a bunch of recordings and we're trying to put them together in a really creative way to make a living breathing instrument. Um, so the visualization and the organization is probably a crucial part in that journey, but um, yeah. I guess we'll see because we're we're doing it. Right. How are we going to play these sounds? Right. Bleh. So <laughs> so let's let's just sort of start from the beginning. So what he was talking about is one of these. It's a MIDI controller. Mm. Um, Blake, you want to describe to our audio only people what I'm holding <laughs> up? <laughs> I love it. Marty's holding up a is that eight by eight? Pretty much eight looks by like a chessboard, but every square is a button. And then there's buttons at the end of each row and column. And I assume it just like triggers samples. I've seen, you know, I always make the joke, DJ button about to press another. <laughs> That's right, dude. Just uh, pressing just the button, pressing. triggering the samples. 
Yeah, and like when people show off their beats on TikTok or or like YouTube Shorts or something, yeah, um, they'll have one of these, and all the buttons are like glowing, oh, and yeah, they'll sort of colors. like, yeah, and each button corresponds to a usually a drum, like a kick, snare, hi hat. So they like they like play it along, and a yeah. little insider trick. Usually they're just they're just pressing the button, but the track is just playing, and they sync it up later. No, <laughs> it's all fake, but. <laughs> It does look cool, and it's a great way of showing off your beats. There's and some that like, are like super complicated, and their hands are in these weird jumbled positions, and they're pressing like eight squares, and they switch to this other like random combination of eight to ten squares, and you're like, how did they memorize all this? It's so fast. <laughs> but I'm yeah, sure some cool. of them do it for real. Yeah, you know? that's cool. Um, but a lot of it. it's way easier to just like let the beat play and just play along, and then just like sync it and post later. Yeah, totally. Let's plug this thing in. Hey, it goes it goes USB. Just USB right in. Yep. Wonderful. Boink. And while you do that, want to say, Ooh, Ooh. wow, look at all those pretty colors. <laughs> I love it. I was gonna say, uh, everyone should. We got a link in the show notes for joining our Discord. We're sharing more music in there, hanging out in there, and this instrument we create, we're gonna put in there when it's done. Um, so join the Discord to come hang out with us, share your music, chat, whatever. And uh, if you want to support the show, we got a link for that too. We really appreciate it. And we invest it all back in the show. Um, yes, we do. Yes, we do. So how does MIDI work? Like, Ooh. how does the how does the computer know? Okay, there's like eight. I know there's like eight prongs. Or no, there's not anymore. Nope. There's five parameters? There's some amount of parameters. There are. Real anymore. There are 128 <laughs> channels. Oh, okay. So that's like pretty well. <laughs> yeah, you were pretty close. You did guess the number. <laughs> and that's really good. <laughs> it was in the right category, you know? <laughs> it was. It was less than a million. Yes. Which in the digital world isn't that much, you know? It isn't that much. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about channels. We're okay. we're just going to talk about MIDI notes, right? Mm. So MIDI notes are just organized into their note names, right? C1, C sharp 1, D1, all the way up to, to C8. C sharp eight, it goes all the way up the piano. And okay. each one of these buttons is also a note. So technically I could play the piano on this if I wanted to. Is that the same? Pianos have more notes than that though, right? Pianos have a lot more notes than that. And it's because this thing wasn't built to play like a melodic instrument, right? Right. So that's this thing over here. I have like a 64 key uh, MIDI piano. Right. This is what I play everything on. And each one of these is also a MIDI note. So if um if I plug both of these devices into my computer and I play something, mm -hmm. let's actually just pull up a piano. Screw it, dude. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's just Classic pull up a simple way. piano. Roll up sleeves, just make it happen. Yeah, just yeah. let's get our hands dirty, you know? Digitally dirty. That's Analog. <laughs> I'm going to piano and keys. Okay. Turn to dust. Adg. Heck yeah. Okay. <laughs> there right. it is. There I'm it pressing is. C3. C3 on my MIDI, uh, my MIDI piano. Right. It works. It's good. Now I'm gonna press a key on my keyboard. Okay. I'm pressing H. So that also gives the computer MIDI information if you have that uh, that little piano icon highlighted on the top right. 
Right. Okay. So all these things can give MIDI information. All of them can. Now okay. this is all. This sometimes gets all bungled. Bungled. Now the launch pad also has uh, MIDI information, right? Mm hmm. I don't know what the notes are, but that seems like C1. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, because there's no labels on any of those buttons. It's just the buttons. That's right. It's just the buttons. They uh, you can make them, you can make the buttons change color, but that's for another episode. <laughs> save save so, that trick for later. So a lot of these beat pads that producers buy, mm -hmm. um, they have MIDI capabilities, so each of the buttons can send a MIDI note to your computer. Mm -hmm. But they also have a sampler inside, right? So you can also put sounds into this box. Mm -hmm. and play the sounds in the box and record audio out of the box. Oh, right. Like it kind of chops something up for you? It can, yeah. And it can like make it lower, higher, make it start and end later. It can stretch it. Oh, it can know? process it in ways too. Okay. Man manipulate the sample. It's called a, a sampler. If you've, ever, if you've ever heard of Dr. Dre, <laughs> Dr. Dre, when he was doing NWA stuff really early in his career, Mm-hmm. He sort of made all of his music on a sampler, just like an eight-track sampler. He's a pretty straight-ahead sampler too, right? Like he doesn't—he didn't mess with stuff too much. He just found good samples and then like added some drums mostly. And I don't I'm really sure know, that's true. Yeah, he just—I <laughs> would the believe good stuff. that. The art is finding the he good does. stuff. He's got the ear. Mm -hmm. You know, anyone can sample something if you know how to do it, but you got to have the ear. That's right. So how does this apply to what we're doing? So we have all of these sounds and we need to find a way to play them in a sensible way, right? Mm -hmm. So I have too many devices, right? I have sort of a piano, which is for melodic stuff. And then this, this beat pad thing, which is for drums. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to share my, I'm going to share my screen. Cause okay. we've already sort of been, uh, as we've been processing stuff, We've been putting stuff into this drum rack. Oh, yeah. Right? This is an Ableton digital component, right? This drum rack. But what do you notice about the drum rack that strikes you as being very similar? The drum rack looks like a little grid. It's a four by four grid, which would sort yep. of match up nicely with the beat pad, right? So all those yeah, samples, right. each sample goes into one of those little grids. That's what we did in the last couple episodes. Yeah, and you can see all of our samples are sort of like taking up one little space on this 4x4 grid. This mm -hmm. grid inside of Ableton is 4x4, and my particular launch pad, my beat pad, is 8x8. And so mm -hmm. this one is sort of organized into four chunks of four, just sort of like in a square. Got it, yep. So I have uh, all of my samples sort of in a row, and if I arm the midi track the drum track i can no oh it's too low oh <laughs> there's one there it is <laughs> i was I just looking one. around for it <laughs> <laughs> yep the firmware is also really old probably because giving you some trouble Yeah, only because uh, 
I haven't used this thing in so long. There's one. It likes that one, yeah. Oh, it's so loud. It is loud. Now I'm playing my keyboard. My computer keyboard. Ooh, that one's nice. That low one. The dunk. Yeah, I like that a lot. I do like that too. So Blake, what do we what do we think about just like all of these samples just sitting here? What do we think about them? Yeah, is there uh is there any way that you have sort of seen samples organized before? Yeah, like what I feel you like classically like the kick is the low left and then mm -hmm. like the next one over is the snare and the next one's the hi hat and then it's sort of like other stuff after that. That's totally true. I think we should do that. So right yes. now I'm sort of sliding everything around. I'm putting the kick on C1. Uh-huh. Basically, <laughs> let's just organize it from low to high. Oh, that's is that usually how it goes? Kind of like low frequencies to high frequencies being a little low bit. Is like the bottom left, highs the I've top seen right. like I've seen the kick and the snare next to each other, but you could argue that the toms are lower than the snare, but are organized like on the True. row above the kick and the snare. Yeah. Huh. You know, the hi-hats yeah. and the, all of the high-frequency stuff is generally close to each other, too. I guess but maybe we... our reason for that is, like, if you map it to a piano, like, pianos are lower the left you go, the more left you go, and higher the more right you go. Yeah. There needs to be a way for the brain to just, like, parse through this information quickly. Yes, exactly. Yep. There's my little... So I have a kick and then a sort of... <laughs> so they're similar, so they should go by each other. Yeah, they should. Let's find. There's that. Let's put that next to it, too. That's not it. That step. <laughs> the water. Yeah, these, these two samples strike me as kind of like clicks, maybe snare-like. Yeah, they are. Maybe that, too. Can. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, the look on the bottom row is our kick like mm -hmm. stuff. <laughs> cool. On the second row. That could be slightly louder, couldn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, because we made all these like pretty similar in volume, which is an important step, right? We did in the last episode. Yeah, we're just sort of tweaking as we go. I sort of noticed like that one isn't as loud as the other three. Let's yeah. give it one more dB. You can do that right in the sampler. That's nice. Yeah, right in the drum rack. Oh, in the drum rack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, every it is a version of the sampler, which we'll get to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of going through the higher stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this is really high. Let's put that on the top. That's not as high. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm comfortable with that. So these two are on the very top. Yeah. These little dinky sounds. Yeah. Those are all kind of extraneous. Uh-huh. Those are a little lower. Then the lowest frequency stuff is down here. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. 
when you're dragging it around, I was having struggle. I was struggling to follow, but now when I sort of see it and hear it, it's like, yeah, that you could find what you need quickly. Yeah. And uh, in theory, on this box, this Yeah. box should, if I press user one, automatically center this bottom left square to C1. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think the firmware is really, really old, and so it's not doing that right now. But again, Yeah. I don't really use this thing for producing that much anyway. I sort of just use my computer keyboard, or I could use my MIDI piano. Yeah, I use my MIDI piano a lot. I'm going like this right now. I'm just pressing C1 down here. Those are the bottom three. So any MIDI device will work, you know? As long as Yeah. it has a MIDI output, it'll it'll play MIDI stuff. Nice. Speaking of which, there are other ways to organize multiple samples inside of Ableton, right? The strum rack is just one example. Um, it's sort of organized to look like a beat pad. Um, but if you were to say, like, sample a piano note, ding, and you wanted Ableton to warp that sample up a MIDI keyboard, Yeah. you would just open up a uh, just a blank MIDI track, and it says, drop an instrument or sample here. So I could drop... say i don't know this bart bart this bart sample drop it there and then play my midi keyboard and it warps it automatically right Whoa, yeah, that's a weird one. it's a weird one to demonstrate this on but you could just record a, a you know a, a, a piano note or a saxophone Yeah. going dude and then you go do 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 you could play Yeah, it that on your process midi is, it's such a simple process in modern DAWs, which is so great because it's awesome to make an instrument out of anything. sure is and it's it you just drag it it's so easy but so what we're going to do in this specific scenario is we're going to open up a blank sampler ableton has two samplers uh one is called simpler the other is called sampler sampler is the more complicated version simpler is just has like less features just sort of like easier to use. simpler yeah It's perfect. <laughs> pretty great So we could drop one sample here and it would play just that one sample. The great thing about sampler is that we can drop all of these processed uh, these processed Foley sounds and put them into sampler. Oh, so you just drag and drop all of them in. Yep, that's right. Okay. Drag and drop all of them in. It says 12 of 12 samples are selected. Now what happens when we play something? It just plays every single, all all 12 of our Foley samples at once, which is great, right? <laughs> This is going to help us like sculpt everything later. yeah okay it just needs access to all of those It does. The, uh, the thing though is that we processed all of these. We have a bunch of effects on each track, mm -hmm. uh, but we haven't, we haven't baked them in. oh like printed them in place We got to print them. so we're missing those effects still We are missing these effects. Let's freeze flatten. Good catch. So you freeze flatten, so then your computer doesn't have to do any processing on it. It's just the effect that was acting on it is now just part of a new audio file. Yeah, and we could attach 
all of these effects to each clip inside of Sampler. Whoa. However, that's going to get complicated because we're probably going to attach more interesting effects to each sample in Sampler later. Yeah. So it's just you like know? a lot of processing for our little computers. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, might as well save some some computing power, you know? Yeah. It's funny I have to think about that when you're a producer, just saving compute. Saving um, computing power. Being efficient in how you tell your machine to do things. Yeah. And knowing what your machine can and can't do. Totally. Like my machine can't run wave sound shifter. Really? <laughs> it can, but it it's like automatic 30 milliseconds of lag. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just automatic right away. Yeah. So I just always have to bake it in right away. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Okay. So we're going to flatten all these. Mm -hmm. We're going to delete this one. Mm -hmm. Open up Sampler, and then drag all of these into Sampler. Wait, 23 of 23 selected. <laughs> I can't be right. Oh, it did Each it one, twice. Each one went in twice, yeah, because yeah. it was already... didn't remove it the first time through, did it? Maybe I just did it twice. Whoa, what the heck? <laughs> what the? Why is it doing the freeze it twice? track and putting that in twice? Not really sure. Whoa. Oh, you know what it might be? Aha! <laughs> it's this. Oh, the little tails on stuff. The little tidy, the tidy tails, man. <laughs> Look at this. It says, it says, uh, Audio from Blake, freeze tail. <laughs> why is why strange, would you ever need that? Strange automatic. <laughs> um, I wonder I wonder why that. that happens when you freeze flat and stuff. Why is there a tail? Maybe my like saturator was was doing something. It was processing the, the, the end of the signal slightly. But making a new audio file? I don't know. Kind of strange. Ah, the wonderful world of audio. I well, love it. Got a problem solved sometimes. Yep. Try it again. There we go. 12 of 12. All right. So we now when that. we press zone on sampler, mm -hmm. we can pop up. We can pop up a little menu and mm -hmm. we can see all of our samples here. Mm -hmm. And we can see a little MIDI piano above it that ranges from C negative two all the way to C eight. Okay. Right, um, which means basically, if we play any MIDI note that exists, it will play all of these samples because the the green range is touching all of the of the piano notes on every clip. Oh, so you can sort of say, hey, if you play these five notes, play this sample, but you have to change your green range to do that. That's right. Yeah. So if you um, this is how a lot of like really cheap MIDI instruments work is they'll actually just record one note per octave of, a, of an actual instrument and tell Ableton to just warp that one note within mm -hmm. one octave. You know right. what I mean? Because if you go like two octaves, then it starts getting real crazy sounding. Yeah, it sounds like it's a, you know, a low note that's warped up two octaves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is really interesting. Huh. And 
when we made our piano sampler, our piano sample pack, we actually recorded each we recorded each note and told Ableton to only play that note when that MIDI piano note was played. And this is the, the piano sample you made with the putty, right? Yeah. Oh, go back to that episode. I forget the name of it right now. I'll have to find it and put it in the show notes. Do you remember which one that was? I, I don't remember. It's called Putty Piano. Oh, it's it may the coolest, be. one of the coolest sampling experiments that you did. I, it's such a cool sound. It's cool. This, I think this instrument will be equally as cool. It will be just so, Ooh. so interesting. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. But so this, this is the way that we can sort of manipulate these sounds. I don't think we're going to use the range function on this. I think we're going to play more with um, when drum samples happen, it influences the sound of the sampler stuff. Right. And, and that's next episode. Fully, so it's, you know, there's going to be an interplay where like when you play a drum, that's not the only thing that happens. It triggers other things in some random pattern and it's not actually random. We're going to sort of invent what that relationship is. I think so. And that it's all, it's like, the way that we figure that out is next episode. Let's go. We are so set up. Cool. That And that's it. I mean, basically like sampler and drum pad. Those are your like basic yeah. like, organizational tools for how to interface the digital world into your MIDI instrument. Nice. And when you save, you can save drum racks and save samplers too. So you can always pull them up in other sessions, right? So you can make little kits that you like and always have them accessible and organized nicely. Yeah, man, I have a really cool one. I have one that's called Hung Drum. I'll drag it in. Hung Drum. It's got a bunch of stuff. Ooh. Sounds lovely. Just like a wooden thing I found. I just recorded it a bunch and threw it into a uh, a drum rack. That's so nice. Great to have around. <laughs> it's a pretty satisfying sound. Why not, dude? Sweet. Well, hey, I guess until next time where we start to put our instrument fully together, huh? Much love, everybody. Bye.